Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. What's happening, everybody? It is another week, a fresh week of Alex McCarthy's Wrestling Daily right here on Wrestle 2. As you can see, the man with the tash is back in the co-host chair. The young prodigy himself, Louis Dangor, is flanking me once again to start the week on Wrestling Daily. Louis, how are you, brother? Just Louis Dangor, not Louis Dangor of the Oli Authority. Look, I don't, they didn't even shortlist me for Survivor Series, so I'm not playing into any of that rubbish. <laughs> I couldn't care I less. I see that, and I was like, Alex, what, what's happened? Luke, what are you doing? I couldn't but, care um, less about that stupid angle. Sh- shows, shows what a poor team leader he is, that he hasn't even considered the uh, Wrestling Daily Zone, Alex McCarthy. Poor. That's I think it. maybe maybe he just knew you'd say no, because how closely affiliated we are, potentially. But no, I'm yeah. doing good. Very happy after Raw last night. Uh in the main event. Very happy indeed. Well, I'm sure we're going to deep, uh, deep. We're going to dive into that very deeply as this show goes on. Of course, our guy, UK's own Drew McIntyre. When he's the champ, he's British. When he's not, he's Scottish. Uh, Drew yeah. McIntyre is the champ once more. Uh, and overall, it was a pretty good roar by all by all accounts, considering the moans that we've had in recent weeks. So we'll get into that very shortly. Of course, we've got a lot of news to get into. Whenever you see Louis by my side, that means we are going to be jumping into some news. Um, when you see Steph Chase, there's going to be a lot of hot takes. And when you see SB3, there'll be debate. Oh my, I mean, that rhymes. I didn't even mean it. To, I didn't mean it to do so, Louis, but here we are. Um, mm. But there's some business we need to get into before we get going. Super Chats are no more, guys. That is my favourite part of the show, but it is, alas, no more. Um, so if you do want to you know, support us in any kind of way, I do believe Mod Mother Lady Lou uh, has provided a link for us. So welcome all. Remember that Super Chats are turned off now. Want to ensure your question comment is read out on screen? Use this link, and that would be wrestletalk.com forward slash wrestle2. You make a donation there. And we will read out what you want on the show. And that's how we continue our lovely wrestling debates, which I, I, I'm very proud of how we um, debate and 
uh, we you know, shoot hot takes and uh, how we talk about wrestling on this show. It's very diplomatic, mm. friendly, and welcoming. Exactly. If you want to exactly. have a day, this is the place to do it. Um, and you know, normally, as, as opposed to Twitter, where it's the most viscerous <laughs> place in the world. Um, but here, your opinion is always welcome. And normally, we don't start off with a super chat. We like le- let ourselves get into it, but we've got one in now. And because he is, or this uh, this person is the first of the uh, wrestling daily. Um, Streamlabs donators. The, the, don- yeah, do- the donation era. Yeah. Okay. The donation era. Should we do this one now? See, seen as this is a monumental occasion. Especially because it comes from a resident good egg. He's one of the best in the batch, CM Chris. Go on, Louis. He is. Go on then. Uh, so he has said, hello, Alex and Louis. Impact Hi. Wrestling's pay-per-view turning point was a lot of fun. Beer Guns versus Triple XL, X Division title match, tag title match, knockouts title, and the main event. Eight out of ten for me. Hashtag much love. Hashtag good egg. Ah, see, I didn't even I didn't even know he'd hashtag good egg. That's how much of a good egg he is. I knew he would. Um yeah, yeah it was good. I didn't think it was I mean eight out of ten, I think, is high for me. It was like, newsworthy. It was I think, newsworthy. I'll give I'll give him that. I think it was a good show. Like I was in, you know, I I liked what I saw. Um, Diana Perazzo, welcome her as champ once again. Thought Sammy Callahan was a tremendous first opponent um, for Rich Swan. I just, uh, I, I I said this on my Talksport show yesterday. I think if you stand it next to like Full Gear, it's very hard to kind of give it the eight. I didn't no. think it was in that same realm, but I do think it was a good show. And and I'm not only comparing it to Full Gear. I think Impact themselves, you look at the standard that they've set this year, I think their last three or four pay-per-views have been really good. So um, it was good, but it wasn't like um, game-changing or the best they've had this year. But it was certainly um, fun to watch, I thought, Lou. Yeah, uh, it it was incredible. You can always guarantee a good show. And I worked the Sunday morning and I watched it on the Sunday morning and had a lot of news to write up about. We had the the several title changes, the knockouts announcements with the tag titles and the brackets, Joe Doring, him him debuting uh, formerly of WWE when they were FCW. So it was a very newsworthy show. Whether the matches were on par with, as you say, the Bound for Glories, the Samiversaries, probably not. But it was still like a very enjoyable show. And I wouldn't say it was one that I had to sort of slug my way through when I watched it the next day. Now, um, I <laughs> don't know, says, uh, I wonder how long Louis has been growing the moustache. Uh, Louis, how deep are you into that monstrosity right now? So seven, I'll just check my phone, 17 days because we're the 17th. So I'm doing November. So this is 17 days, which you know what? Isn't awful. I mean, it looks awful. But the no, 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 isn't too bad. Yeah, you've, you've done all right. I, I just want to show everyone, I said this to Lou before we came on. So you remember, uh, I've actually got rid of the terrible underscore goatee that I had going on. Um, and the reason I have it is actually a year to the day today was when I actually did the injury. It came up on my time hop. So I thought, God, I'm going to hack it off. And I'm just going to show you guys the, uh, oh, you see it? Oh, yeah, the scar, the dreaded scar. Get that off. Get that away. There it is. You can imagine that what that. Off. Can you imagine what that was like when it was like gaping? It wasn't nice, Lou. Oh, I don't, I don't want to hear about it. I don't. I do not want to hear about it. We are. We people come to wrestling daily for news, not for uh, an episode of uh, for my casualty. For my not for your chin. Come on. <laughs> chin's, so, uh, on the, that, that reminds me of James Ellsworth and Chintz McMahon. That was a great line. 
from Chris Jericho, nonetheless. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we are all about the news, Lee. So what's the first bit you oh, want to do? We are what? Luke Owen and... Get them out. I don't, I don't, I don't know what's going on here. Who is sabotaging us? There we go. Get them out. There we, we're back. We're back. I don't know what that was. Listen, if I wasn't furious with Russell Talk as as already, they're not endearing themselves to me. Luke's in the stream. I can see him taking the piss. God damn it. Um, anyway, we're all about news here. So, Lou, kick us off with the first bit of news. And I think it should be our titular or titular titular news. And that's Edge and the WrestleMania stuff. Uh, talk to us about that. So, uh, it's been widely reported for a number of months now that the plan for WrestleMania is Edge versus Randy Orton. I think there's even been an I quit match thrown around in terms of stipulation. This has kind of been reported. They were supposed to blow off their feud at SummerSlam, but when Edge picked up that injury at Backlash, the plans changed. So it's now being reported by WrestleVotes that another match for Edge has been discussed, and it's actually against The Fiend. So instead of Edge versus Orton, <clears throat> we'd get Edge versus Fiend. And I've seen some mixed responses to this one, but a new report from WrestleVotes has come out today. And I think this one is just unanimous in the response, and it's no thank you. This <laughs> one is suggesting that we may see, instead of Edge versus Fiend, Edge and Beth Phoenix versus The Fiend and Alexa Bliss. So, I mean, no from me, uh, but it is... Uh, WrestleVotes does highlight, and I'll read the tweet word for word. A further source states the initial deal came up as names are being thrown about for possible opponents for Wire and Bliss to team at Mania. So it seems like that is something that WWE wants. Edge and Beth Phoenix were mentioned. However, the source states both matches are unlikely, and Orton versus Edge remains the plan for the show as of right now. How is that news then? You know, this match is probably unlikely. Not really news, I is think it? it is. I mean, it's definitely interesting that it's been thrown about, and I particularly think that the or the way they've worded it, or whoever this enigma of Russell Votes is has worded it, that seems like WWE is searching for a man and woman to face. It looks like the the program going into WrestleMania will be the Fiend and Bliss tagging together, which is definitely interesting. And you think of the other options, you can see why they've come up because I mean unfortunately, and I don't mean to make light of this, but you could have had Andrade and Zelina Vega, obviously. that I'm, I'm just trying to think of other male and female options. I mean, other than that, I guess you could artificially make Charlotte and Andrade, but that wouldn't really work. So in terms of men and women combos, I don't really know what you've got left. I mean, as the Becky and Seth experiment taught us nothing, um, I, I just I, fair, I could see them doing that because may, maybe Becky won't not, be. Not this I don't know. No, I mean, if she's not one hundred percent ready for a one-on-one match, I don't think she rushes back for this. I, I mean, listen, I'm, I, I love the Fiend and Alexa Bliss, love them. Why do they have to be a package deal at WrestleMania? Why can't they both be doing their own things? They're strong enough characters. To be fair. No Fiend match have I thought. That's really... Actually, that's not true. The Brian one was all right, and the Balor one was booked perfectly. But no Fiend match have I been like, yeah, that was awesome. So I think that maybe they're doing this as a way to make Fiend matches different or more interesting, potentially have Bliss take the majority, which I wouldn't hate if that's a way to try and make Fiend matches slightly different. Maybe they're just trying trying something new. But I mean... That match to me just screamed, and I even said it to my brother when we're having dinner, and he just said that match screams Bliss taking the pin. Then, 
Like, <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. look, I'm a huge Beth Phoenix fan as well. And I know prior to coronavirus, they were um, toying the idea of adding Natalia and uh, Phoenix to the tag match that we eventually got being the Kabuki Warriors and Bliss and Cross. Um, so I guess there is some story laid in all of that, but I just don't think it's necessary that you need the Fiend and, and Bliss to work together on that big stage when you could make two separate fantastic stories. Back to the original um, news clip. Edge and the Fiend, I, I mean... <sighs> Okay, I guess it's not like the rest of the stories that the fiend has told, though, where he has some like vendetta or you know can play into some past troublesome, you know, encounters. This is totally something fresh, which is fine because I know Edge will probably want to work with someone like Wyatt, and I believe he has mentioned him uh, along with a dozen others. Um, you know, I, I, I if I I think the Rollins storyline is more pressing. If you want me, it's there. What I, it's, what I, it's there what for I, everyone. Exactly. If I think Edge. And if okay, not Randy Orton, then who next? Rollins. Rollins is the next one for me. Um, yeah. How, having said that, I know from and having spoke to Randy, they they want to finish their storyline. I think Vince wants them to finish their storyline. So, however you get there, whether it's at WrestleMania or not, do that first. Get that out of the way, right? And if it has to be WrestleMania, fine. You know, I'll be cool with that. Hopefully, you know, with, I, I don't know where we're at with the vaccines. We might know more by the end of uh, December. Fingers crossed. You know, then you might get fans there and it kind of gets the playing out and the story will tie in of how it didn't get it the first time round. That'd be cool. But um, I've got no problem seeing Edge and Orton again. The last thing I saw of them at Backlash was great. Um, I just tie a bow on that story before you, you know, think of stuff like this, I think. I mean, it will be crazy thinking like 16 months after his debut, uh, his return, and I know he's been injured. But Edge will have just had three singles matches against Randy Orton. Like, I, I would have picked that, but there we are. I mean, especially after like the night after the Rumble when he returned and he named up like Kevin Owens and Matt Riddle and AJ Styles and all these people that we hadn't seen before. And then like 16 months, like 16 months later, and all he would have done is feud with Randy Orton. I get it with injuries, he probably would have feuded with someone else, but. Who knows? And I mean, I, I while, while we're on this topic of WrestleMania plans, I want to get your opinion on this. So I put a tweet out today saying WrestleMania, the five biggish matches should obviously be Roman versus Rock. Yeah. It's a given. Sure. If, if they, they can get it. Don't even have to ask me that. Yes. Go on. If they can get it, obviously. Edge versus Orton, hopefully not for the title. Now that Drew's regained it, I don't think that match needs the title. Okay. Drew versus AJ Styles. Cool. That'd be good. Yeah, go on. And I've spoken to Drew about this like, on in interviews. He wanted this. Like he said to me, they were, I think he described them as ships passing in the night. So like yeah. when yeah, Drew was in WWE, he wasn't there. And then when Drew TNA went to TNA, AJ had left. When Drew, when AJ got to the main roster, Drew wasn't there. Like when Drew got to the main roster, AJ was on SmackDown. Their parts have never crossed. And then when they were both on Raw. This time last year, they were both heels. So, I mean, that I think writes itself. It's probably the biggest match they could book. And I think having Sheamus in the interim, like between now and Mania, could be fantastic. They're really building Perfect. that one. Perfect. Which we'll get into talking about. Sasha versus Bianca Belair. I still think it's Bailey, but my second choice okay. would be Belair. And then Charlotte versus Rhea Ripley. Maybe uh, for the Royal rematch. Maybe. I, I would have, I, I mean, I. I don't. I've said before. You I'm want Asuka like, and Shayna. <laughs> I do want that. Um, you know, I do. 
Uh, like I've said this for the Royal Rumble, right? Like Sonya Deville or Bianca Belair, but I honestly wouldn't hate it if Rhea Ripley won it. And it was like a reverse of the positions last year where Rhea Ripley is chasing down Charlotte Flair. And I know that means Charlotte Flair having the title again and people won't like it, but it would be the fitting conclusion yeah. to that storyline and, and it would be the rub that Rhea deserves. So I wouldn't mind that. I do think Oscar and Shayna... Um, I, I just still think that Bailey and Sasha, I think if you put them on the biggest stage and, I, you know, the right match type, I still think that there's enough hunger to see that on the biggest stage. I still think people would gravitate yeah. to that. Bianca yeah. Belair and Sasha, it's super intriguing, but I think it might be a mania after. I think Bianca Belair yeah. maybe, need, maybe needs some time to, you know, Get, get her, her wheels going. Um, but yeah, let's get to some um, donate. Are we going to call them donations, not super chats now? Is should, we call them call? Non, should we call them not super chats? Okay, let's get to some non-super chats right now. Matthew McCoskey uh, says, test to see if it works. Matthew McCoskey, it does, my friend. Uh, thank you very much, though, for your donation. And uh, actually, he was uh, DMing me the other day, which all of you are always welcome to if you have some interesting stellar wrestling combo for me. Uh, Bo Hill, who is, of course... Another good egg. Him and CM Chris are like the upper echelon of good eggs on this show. No, I, you, you got to put you got to put Matty in that bracket. Yeah, yeah but hang on. Why are you interrupting me, brother? <laughs> Matt, you can I see. I know you can see what I can see, and you know Matty's next. <laughs> Stop it. Uh, am I the only one who thinks the Bliss Cross storyline is much better than the Bray Autumn one? Also, Alexa attacking Morrison last night might be my highlight of the year. What a gift that is, by the way, Louis. Um, Alexa mm. flying into John Morrison. Um, Bliss Cross better than Bray Orton. Louis, you got thoughts on that? Um, it's I, I like both. I really do. And I think that they don't work without the other. Like, it, they work in tandem because the stories are so, like, intertwined. I think that they're both really cool. Um, I, I would be interested in seeing both both matches. Um, I don't know about better because I think the... Uh, I mean, both have got really good history. It's, it's hard to say which one's better. But uh, yeah, it's they're both really interesting prospects, and I think that that gif of have you seen Denise Salcedo's tweet about the yes. gif of John Morrison? Yeah, yeah, I that did, was yeah. for those for those that don't haven't seen it, go and check it out because I mean she is that was hilarious. But no, it was it was very funny, and I like that part of the, and I wish I did more of it. Where obviously there was a crash pad there because you don't do that bump when they're fans there or just hold onto concrete. So I like that aspect of how they're gonna they're they're doing stuff like that with the crash mat just to make things safer but cool because you can make it cool because you can have props in the way with no fans. So yeah, good stuff. I, I think the X factor in all of that when you talk about all four people involved is Bliss. At the moment, she's the most intriguing and developing character out of the four of them. So um, it would make sense that people will gravitate to what she's doing right now because the character work is among the best in not just WWE, anywhere, I would argue. So... When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. 
That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash post. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Before you get on to the next one of these, which I won't mention for now, we've had a few of these comments about wanting to call them ultra chats, not super chats. Okay. They're better than super chats. I've also seen Uptown Avondale upset <laughs> that his contributions don't get. Of course, you're a good egg man. Like, what am I meant to do? Meticulously go through the list and tell you who yeah. is good and not? Of course, well, you're good the egg. list of McCarthy on next yeah. week's show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe, go through maybe, all of your good eggs. Yeah, maybe I should do that. Maybe I should talk about the people I appreciate most. Uh, but I've done over now. He's I, I, every stream virtually. He's been here, so absolutely a good egg from the fresh batch. Um, moving on to Matty the Hot Scott, who is of course a card carrying member of the Good Egg Club. Uh, this is Maddie five five two one using my actual name now. Oh, you've come out from behind the shadows, Matty, have you? <laughs> Cloak and dagger. Um, no, well, yeah. uh, Matty's also. While, while we're on Matty, hang on. Yeah. I was about to say Matty is. Um, it, we should all. Um, thank Matty for what he did last week in terms of getting us all together and making us do our best Greg Hamilton impression of Shane McMahon's best in the world. Um, and I do believe he's actually done his own one, which we need to get on the show as well, Lou. Yes, so. he did send me that. So I will get that. Up. That'll be Friday's show when I'm next on. We'll have Matty's nice, nice week close of his, which was very impressive. But uh, while we're on his, his ultra chat, um, did we, did your wife, make you sleep on the sofa uh, no. after, after waking your kids up no nah, she was she was sparko to be fair so um i was all right but my uh, my youngest she is horrendous at night right now i can i can actually hear her above me now um so she was up anyway so i think uh, when i went upstairs i could just hear her go daddy 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 you know oh god like she actually thinks now that shane, <laughs> like shane mcmahon that is the calling of oh daddy's still awake and he wants to play no i don't <laughs> No, I don't. Um, let's move on to another bit of news, Luigi. Because um, I know in our description, we were talking about an injury. Now, we all saw last week that Mandy Rose took a really bad bump um, out of the ring. And I think it looked very serious at the time. Now, what's transpired on Raw, Lou, which I will let you divulge to our adoring audience, it seems as though that injury was real. And quite in a sucky manner, Dana Brooks had to suffer the consequences too. Yeah, so Mandy Rose took a was thrown to the outside button. Okay, let me just say before I start this, 
every report that has come out about this injury is not saying that this injury is Nijax's injury is Nijax's fault, and she will often get a lot of flack. And listen, I mean, but but based on this past uh, couple of like twenty four hours with some of her, I guess things outside of the ring, give her crap all you want because in, in a respectful manner. But no, not for me. But, um, hang on, hang on. We don't endorse giving people crap. Come on. We don't endorse giving people crap, but like Denia Vax, no, no, thank yeah. you. Yeah, I mean, it's not something I love, but go on. No. Um, so, but like, don't don't harp on her about this because I mean, I've seen a lot of people doing it, and she has had her fair share of, I guess, injuries that have happened in matches with her. But this, I think, was just like a case of uh, Mandy getting caught in the rope. So she took a hard fall on the shoulder. Um, it's a legit injury. So she was written out with with an injury on this week's show, and unfortunately Dana Brooke has kind of been in that in that bracket as well. They don't they didn't want Dana on her own in the Survivor Series team, so they have uh, put um, Mandy and Dana out and Peyton and Lacey in, which I guess is very unfortunate for both, especially Dana who kind of hasn't got hurt and has still faced like the the repercussions of it. Um, but yeah, it, it's a shame. It's a shame. I mean, I didn't really. It's not the kind of, and with all due respect to both women, it's not the kind where I'm thinking, damn, the match is going to be significantly worse without them. It's kind of like a lateral move, I guess, where like Lacey and Peyton and Dana and Mandy, like there's much of a much less. They're probably equally as good in the ring. So I don't think um, it's sort of a real big issue in terms of this. But obviously we hope that Mandy's okay. Uh, there's no time scale for her return. We hope it's more of a precaution, obviously, uh, something not too serious. And obviously, we'll keep you posted on this show uh, about anything uh, that, uh, that is reported regarding Mandy Rose and uh, her injury. Yeah, um, we haven't heard anything in terms of surgery for, for Mandy or anything like that. Like Chelsea Green did get surgery on her wrist. Poor um, girl, man. Poor yeah. girl. Um, we will get to that with the weekend news. But um in terms of Mandy Rose, um, I'm going to play not devil's advocate, but just going to talk about it a little bit because I know you just said that it wasn't Nia Jax's fault. And I'm not saying that it is, it's certainly in its entirety, but it's very similar to when she threw Kyrie Sane into the steps, right? Now, when you're getting thrown by someone in wrestling, you have to work out where you are in the ring and how your steps work to where you need to get to. If someone throws you too hard and that puts you off your axis, you have to adjust... You could argue that she threw Mandy too hard. You could argue that um, the same way you could argue that for Kyrie Sane and that, you know, if she just gives them the usual release, then they'd be able to make their mark and, and, and hit their spot. But in this case, both of them kind of stumbled towards where they got to. And then I think more in Mandy's case, though, um, it would be very hard to lay the blame on Nia because the ropes played such a big part in the way that she fell. Um, so, I, I, you know, whether she threw them too hard or, or not, I, I do think, though, that th that is a part of it. So, but as I, I say... I mean, it can't be coincidental that, unfortunately, and she has her plus points, but unfortunately, a lot of people do seem to get injured, particularly Kairi Sane, poor Kairi Sane, uh, in matches with Nia Jax. But obviously, this one seems to be more of like, a, she got her feet caught in the ropes thing. Maybe it was a combination of her being thrown slightly incorrectly oh yeah Mandy i think both of them, there's, the there's right. element there's elements of bad luck in both right mm -hmm. like you know the, the, the worst one by by a mile was the buckle bomb by a country mile um but you know that's another discussion for another day um moving on to different news 
weird. Well, I don't know. Should we stay with injuries and then we'll move on to the weekend? Because Brody Lee's apparently injured as well, Luke. Yeah, so unfortunately, so people we haven't seen Brody Lee since his um, TNT title match with Cody, the dog collar match on the Jericho anniversary show, uh, beginning of October. And unfortunately, it's emerged that Brody Lee is dealing with an undisclosed injury, but it is believed to be linked uh, to his ankle. Um, not believed to be anything serious, thankfully. And AEW kind of has a good thing where they're able to rotate big names in and out. So it's not like he's a massive miss, although it would be nice to see him on TV. And Dark Order still having a presence on TV with John Silver, with sort of every every part of the group that, that is active. Um, obviously, this comes after Matt Jackson, which we've discussed already uh, in previous shows, is injured as well. Um, it's currently unclear whether or not the injury forced the title change or whether he injured himself in that match. I suspect not, and I suspect it was always the plan for Cody. Basically, Brody to hold the title while Cody was off filming the show that he was filming, and then Cody to basically pick it back up. Because it makes yep. more sense for Darby to dethrone Cody instead of Brody. That that just does make more sense in the story. Um, and yeah, obviously, we, we send our best to Brody, someone I've interviewed, and I know you've interviewed as well. And I can say was he was playing a heel at the time, and still is, but had to be one of the nicest guys I have ever had the pleasure of interviewing. So, so nice, so nice. Just such a nice guy. And I remember wanting to do a writer. I, I like did a write-up about him. And all I could say, I was like, AW going to hate this because I'm going to make him out to seem like the nicest guy on the planet. And that is not what he's trying to portray on TV. So obviously, best wishes to him. And hopefully we'll see him doing some great stuff with Dark Order as he has been uh, over the coming weeks and months. And that's going to move us on to the weekend news. Now, we're not going to jump into it too deeply because, of course, it's been covered and I'm sure it has been on the Wrestle Talk channels in great depth at this point. Um, we saw, first of all, Zelina Vega exiting WWE. Now, we know that this is as a result that she refused to succumb to their third-party wishes and she refused to give up her Twitch. She, you know, on top of that, opened up an OnlyFans which seemed to rub WWE the wrong way, um, given that they were giving her a degree of leeway as it was. Um, so that seemed to be the final straw. And she said, you know, she wouldn't bend to their will and she had to go. Now that's left us in a precarious predicament. She's the first head to roll from this whole third party thing. Like, so no one you, ever... think, you think the first of many? I mean, no, no, I'm not necessarily. What I'm saying is it's set of the president. So now yeah. talents know if you don't give it up, or you want to persist this or open up another stream or a third party thing, you will go. Um, yeah. And Zelina Vega is someone I know from inside WWE. And I've had this on record, off record. Everyone thought the world of her in that company. And I'm talking people behind the scenes, not just wrestlers, actual mm. you know officials behind the scenes thought the world of her and, and really um, held her in the highest regard of how she performed during the pandemic era, especially. Um, I know we're yeah, I, I think that, even I mean, the no fans era. Even Vince said uh, she. I think she said that Vince was like a big fan of her. Like he, Vince apparently said to her he was one of her favorites. And I mean, she was. Didn't he say that during... she was? Like, she reminded him of Stephanie. I actually believe. Yes. Which, to be fair, f fantastic on the mic. I mean, they don't get much better than Zelina Vega. She was probably one of the best female talkers in the company. Really, she was brilliant. And I mean, during that, and I mean, when you, when we talk like the pandemic era, like, I mean, the no fans, no NXT recruits, no Thunderdome, like the beginning of the, the pandemic when it was at the performance center. And she was basically all over the show. She was 
on commentary, doing promos with Drew when they were having that sort of mini feud and sort of running through the show. It was basically the Zelina Vega show. And it was fantastic. She more than held her weight. And like yourself, I've also heard from numerous people within WWE from NXT, main roster, on and off the record about how fantastic Zelina Vega is. I know even Drew McIntyre said in an interview recently. Drew, he really Drew is enjoyed, a big fan. Big fan. He really enjoyed working with her. They'd obviously worked together in NXT. Uh, Andrade took the title off Drew. And they'd worked together at the beginning of this pandemic, doing a lot of stuff on war together. Um, and, I mean, when you do have the praise from your peers, it is sort of, it does say a lot that you have everyone coming to your support on social media. Not people within the company, I guess, because of the way she was released. You can't exactly have, like, if I'm working for WWE, I can't exactly come out in support of Vega. But, I mean, the fans who were fans of her and seeing her emotional on her Twitch stream, it was uh, the, day, the day of her release. It was clear how much the interaction meant for her and why she'd made that decision to sort of go, you know what, I'm going to stick with OnlyFans, uh, uh, stick with Twitch. Because, I mean, money aside, you could tell the interaction she was getting and how much that meant to her. And, I mean, I can fully understand why she's done it. And I mean, we, from myself, and I'm sure you will echo these, I do really hope, wish the best for her and hope to see her uh, pop up in, 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 in another wrestling company, wherever that may be, she, and uh, do what do doing whatever she wants to do because she really can be, be in any company, in any capacity, doing really what she wants. She will not struggle for work. I'll tell you that for nothing. Zelina Vega is not going to be short of suitors. Um, AEW strikes me as a very easy fit, you know, in, in the same vein as like Miro, kind of doing all of his streaming stuff that he enjoys, and yet he's on TV as well. Um, here's my, here's my, my, as concise as I can make it, thoughts on the whole situation. Uh, I think it's wrong. I think it's wrong what WWE are doing. I've said this all along. I don't, I don't think they sh should be getting involved in this affairs, when you look at actually the balance of what they make and against the balance of what they pay in terms of percentages, of their talent, there's no need to encroach on what they're doing outside of the ring as well. I can understand the argument that they have, you know, helped make these characters and helped garner the followings that they then command. But if they're not using that character, then in the stream, um, such as Paige is not now, she goes by her real name, then there is no need to encroach on that and that part of the business. Um, you know, the money, let's not get it twisted. The money in Twitch can be real. Like Selena Vega with the amount of subscribers she's got and donations and things like that. There's the argument. I've seen it being reported recently. That it's very close to a WWE downside. So why would she compromise that when she could keep I that and go more. somewhere else? Well, I mean, it would, it would fluctuate is my point. You can't actually yeah. say what the number is, but she, she has the propensity to make more. Um, so I, I, I don't, I just think it's awful that you would let someone as talented as Selena Vega go. Um, she, you know, certainly for something like that, you could have worked something out. It's just greedy, in my opinion. Um, I'm happy to be corrected if someone has some kind of corporate logic or if WWE want to come forward and actually express, you know, I've heard them kind of say the intellectual property line, but I need something a bit more than that to justify losing a talent like this. And that's all I'll say on it because I know it's been done to death but um i i'm a big fan of selena i think she's ultra talented so i'm i'm no i know not think i know she will do just fine um no. i do actually have a, a a bit of a question for you okay based on i know you said aew seems like a right fit if you yeah. are a women's wrestler do you want to go to aew but she wouldn't just be like consigned to their division, I don't think. She's such a good talker and character that you could find spots for her elsewhere on the card. In actual fact, that could help AEW open up their women's division. Now, of course, I'm 
I'm banking on AEW using her correctly, um, which you could argue they haven't done that with women thus far. Not that they've like, I don't think they've mishandled or misused anyone. They just haven't used them enough, which is a very different kind of um, accusation to throw at someone. Um, I do think she would be a great get to go there. You know, she would really elevate things there and and she can go in the ring more than people actually appreciate. You know, the things that she did with Oscar was actually far more technical than she gets credit for. So I think, you know, you have to, you have to look into what the talent sign when they go to WWE. I understand that those contracts is it, and this is a deep diamond conversation, which I didn't really want to get into, but I'm going to, again, just a concise thing here. They're not, this this whole like contracted or, you know, self-contractor, whatever you want to call it. But still within the contracts they signed for WWE, they give up a lot. In some cases, yeah. they're real names. Like there's there's like, there's a lot of deep stuff you have to get into and you'd have to know everyone's contract like, because it's a case-by-case basis. Like Brock Lesnar obviously isn't working the same as, um Kurt Hawkins was when he was there right like there's there's different scenarios um but I do think Zena could go in there she could align with somebody in AEW and um that not only would she work on their TV and kind of being edgy on the mic and and being another player but I just think she'd be happier because whatever this situation is with WWE Vince doesn't seem the kind who's going to do any U-turn anytime soon uh, and he's going to, even where he's wrong or right, he's going to dig his heels in now. And Zelina Vega is like the first martyr of that process. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I do agree. I think it's obviously, I know we've spoken a lot about future and whatever, but I mean, whatever she decides to do, I'm sure she will kill it wherever she goes, whatever she does. And I mean, she'll have a massive following on Twitch wherever she goes. Can and, we just uh, say, hopefully, um, continue doing what she's doing. Before we move on here, another good egg. Good friend of WrestleTalk, Adam Pearson, says, Louis makes an interesting point about Zelina in AEW. This is very much a chicken or egg debate, isn't it? AEW's women division is is bad. Oh, it's Frank. Uh, Zelina can make it better, but why would she if it's bad? How does anything bad ever get better would be my answer to that, Adam. I I do agree with what he's saying to an extent, is why would that be an attractive prospect for someone? If I do understand with with what he's saying. money. Exposure. Understood, but you can get that. You can get that from Impact. I don't know whether about the deals the Impact same, are offering. The same scale. No, I, I understand don't... completely, but it's it's. It, and I mean, people have done it. Jordan Grace has done it, uh, where she's gone. You know what? I'm happy with Impact. Where, to be honest, I'm probably being used far more than I would if I was on AEW, and being used far better than I would be if I was with AEW. Potentially less money. Obviously, we're not sure on the deals that both are offering, but you can suspect based on the fact one's on national TV that the deals probably are better. Yeah. So, I yeah. mean, it, I don't think it's an, an easy decision. Obviously, she's got ties to Impact previously. She's done some work with Impact when it was TNA. So, I, I mean, that. it's very interesting to see. Yeah, exactly. It'd be very interesting to see where she goes and uh, what the future does hold for her. Another woman we're going to support in this time, because I feel so sorry for her, is Chelsea Green. Uh, Break it down, Lou. What happened to poor Chelsea on Friday? So, um, Chelsea Green obviously debuted on the main roster on Friday. Do you know who was the first to report that she was getting called up in May? (laughs) For God's sake. That's, to be fair... You, like you can't report it in May and say it's imminent and then claim it in November. 
I never said imminent. I said she was right. done with NXT. Well, right. well, I'm going to report tomorrow then. Uh, you know, one of these days, Adam Cole, he's, uh, he's going to be coming up. No, 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 no. I said done with NXT. When I reported it, after I reported it, she hasn't She hasn't wrestled in NXT, hasn't done anything with NXT. And from what I've heard... She, she, hang on, has she not since May? Not since May. Her last NXT match was May 27th, and I reported it wow. May 29th. Wow. Yeah, I, really I reported that, that was when she broke up with Robert Stone. And from what I've heard from sources, it broke up. From what I've heard yeah. from sources, um, the plan, and I think Sean has reported this as well uh, from Fightful, the plan was to bring her up. Heyman wanted to bring her up. He got fired around sort of three weeks later. June. So from what I have heard, she was going to be called up and brought to Raw and part of the Raw Women's Division, which at the time, don't forget, had really Asuka and Shayna, and sorry, not Shayna Baszler, and uh, who what, Shayna Baszler wasn't being used. It had Asuka, uh, Sasha Banks and Bailey both of the latter of whom were on Raw, just sort of doing double duty at the time. So uh, she was going to be part of that Raw Women's Division, from what I've heard and from what Sean has also reported, but plans changed once um, once she, well, once Heyman got the got the old boot. But um, she, yeah, she obviously got caught up to the main roster, which is fantastic for her. Apparently it was a last-minute decision, and it was actually, so it's unclear whether it was going to be a three-way with... Uh, Tamina, Natalia, and Liv Morgan, or a four-way, and potentially Chelsea Green replace someone who was let go. Yeah, but it's unclear. Well, there were two scripts. They, they, they still have two spots remaining, right, for their team. I mean, who who's it going to be? Who knows? But uh, Chelsea Green was apparently supposed to win the match, and she unfortunately broke her wrist. And why this is so bad for her is because during her first set of NXT TV tapings, she also broke her wrist. And it's like, how hard can someone's luck be? I mean, Zack Ryder, I think he put out the most emotional statement I think I've ever seen, and it was heartbreaking. Let me get it up quickly, because it was, honestly, when you read this, you realise the the tricky situation that Chelsea Green has had to go through just to get to the position where she's making her debut and then breaks her wrist again. So um, Matt Cardona said on... Um, on... What is it? On... Um, Friday. Well, tonight was bittersweet. I've seen her get told no by WWE to getting hired, to doing nothing in NXT, to finally getting an NXT match, but breaking her wrist during it, to getting surgery, rehabbing, coming back and still doing nothing, to getting called up, to going back to NXT, to getting called up again, to be debuting on Raw, but it was a taped episode and the segment got cut, to doing nothing, to finally debuting on SmackDown tonight, but breaking her wrist and needing surgery again. Jesus. But Chelsea is a fighter, and she will come back again and be the star that I know she, that, that she is destined to be. I love you. It's, it's it's heartbreaking when you read that, and like all that she's gone through of being told, "Yes, you're getting called up. No, you're not. Yes, you're being you having this position. No, you're not." And then she gets that spot where SmackDown's women's division is kind of lacking. It's got Bailey, Sasha Banks, Bianca Belair, and that's so it, had, kind it, of had, it's got... it had Vega. Was the point? had Vega, and you're like, all right, so Chelsea will come in and fill that role, potentially even slot up, and then she breaks her wrist in the first opportunity. And why this is worrying for me is we've seen it with AOP. We've seen it with the Revival. If you have an injury pretty soon on, does that send a message to higher-ups, whether true or not, being like, "Mm, this person's injury-prone, let's not give them the Mm. spots? Mr. Mr. Kennedy is the ultimate example of that. Um, mm. he, he they planned the world for him, and look how that turned out. So, I mean, obviously, 
Super sorry for Chelsea. Well, she'll be back though. Um, no doubt about it. I still can't believe they didn't see a tag team in her and Diana Perazzo when they were all in NXT. I still can't believe they were looking at them and just leaving them on the sidelines. But uh, man, just to circle back to the Vega news, we obviously forgot the Alistair Black part of that. But what I do want to say is remember, guys, Ultra Chats, you want to go to wrestletalk.com forward slash wrestle2. Give us your ultra chats and we will dive into your thoughts and feelings, whatever the amount, we will read them out on this stream. Um, just to circle back then, it turns out Alistair Black, not long ago, asked for his return to NXT. Of course, a former NXT champion, uh, tr tremendously handled under Triple H, had the sensational angle with Gargano as well, the mystery attacker and all of that great stuff. Nicky Cross. Yeah, it was, yeah, who was a part of the angle, right? But to the main roster. He had a great run under Heyman. And since then he's kind of had his eye played with and I don't know what he's doing. So now fans of course, can't help but speculate what's going to happen to him in light of Zelina Vega. Um, you one would hope that one's fortune isn't tied with the other, but you can't actually guarantee that. So Louis, let's talk about this. Um, where's the report come from? And what do you see happening for Alistair Black in the future? I mean, it's come for the ever-reliable Russell votes. I mean, that does automatically, when you say that, carries a bit of weight to it. Um, so he or she or it or they or whoever the enigma. <laughs> Honestly, it's one of life's biggest mysteries. Who is Russell votes? It's a burner. I'm sure of it. I am. It's got to be. Cannot be. I, yeah, I, know, I don't know. They know too much. But anyway, they do. It's probably Vince on, on Twitter trying to work it out. Um, but no, it, it, so it is being reported that Alistair Black asked for his um, NXT uh, return, which was rejected. Um, okay, so hang on. Before oh, I say this, SRS breaking more news. God damn. Wrestle Votes is a heat. I met him. So I knew this because Sean told me. I just didn't know whether it was public knowledge that uh, he'd well, met Wrestle Votes. So I didn't, I didn't want to say it. But now it is. So, um, Russell vote, and actually, we we have Russell votes in the chat here from Jobber JJ. Apparently, oh, the real well, Russell vote. He's just yeah. breaking news all over the shop. There you go. Exactly. But Russell votes is reporting that Alistair Black is uh, asked for his return to NXT, which was rejected. Um, I I want to tie this into a report you made, actually, uh, about Vince liking the man behind Alistair Black. Um, I think Tom Budgens is that his Budgen? Budgen, formerly known as Tommy End, sure. Formerly known as Tommy End. So potentially there can be some, and there were some tweaks to his character. I believe was the report you made. So I'm trying to see this in a good way, and I know he hasn't been featured on TV in a while, but potentially could this be they have some plans for him, and they're sort of trying to they want to keep him on uh, SmackDown because they have plans for him, or am I just is that wishful thinking on my behalf, and is it just they didn't want to send him back to NXT? Yeah, I mean, what it's it's the weird thing, right? Like what what I was told following the the Heyman reign of Raw was that Vince, you know, was um, although it was a Heyman experiment for want of a better term, Vince was all for it and he likes the performer. He thinks he's great in the ring and you know the the look and that. But he, he thought there was a disconnect in the character. He didn't see that character as a top tier character. Um, far be it from me to know more than Vincent Mann, but I I did see. Uh, stuff in in Alistair Black and that character that was in X NXT. I thought you could have explored that a hell of a lot, but Vince didn't see that as a marquee attraction, even though he has the fiend, which is infinitely darker. Um, so it's well, maybe that's why. Who knows, right? There's only room for so many of them. But Vince um, does indeed like Alistair Black. He just need thought the character needed a rejig. 
gone to SmackDown. I don't know what they're doing. Obviously, he's had the angle with Kevin Owens, but nothing's really happening for him at the moment because there's just more pressing issues on SmackDown. You know, the fact that he's not in the, the even the Survivor Series team, really. It's there's still, a, there's still a spot. I mean, there is, but he hasn't even been teased, is what I'm saying. It's not as if he's like part of something. But who has to be fair? I think it would probably be Daniel Bryan. Um, I think Big E. Yeah, could be. I mean, there's a lot of people that are just going to miss out on Survivor Series. Yeah. But, you know, anyway, the, the point is they, they do like Gotta him. Get they, King Corbin they, in. Yeah, well, yeah, always have to crowbar that man in. Uh, but I do think they are just going to try and, you know, they're just trying to find what fits for Alistair Black and they're trying to make it work with him. Um, I, You know, this was a report maybe like two, two or three months ago now. So, you know, it'd be very interesting to see where they're at with him now. Um, but I don't think the, the Vega news, it's, uh, I just really hope it doesn't influence their thinking and decision makings because the talent in Alistair Black is undeniable. I don't think anyone can say that he's not like a sensational worker. Or he doesn't have that air of superstardom about him. He does. Um, we just need him to, to get the chance that Heyman was giving him. You know, only like what? I think it was only Rollins or there's only a couple of guys that actually pinned him. AJ Styles, actually, it was in, in like a year. So let's not throw away that good equity. Yeah, and I mean, uh, before I get onto my little thoughts, do you just want to answer this from Josh Foster? How do we super chat now? <sighs> oh, Josh. Uh, my good friend, they're called ultra chats now. That's a draconian word, super chats. That's a day it's when TVs were black and white, my friend. And many moons ago, uh, now they're ultra chats, and you have to go to wrestletalk.com forward slash wrestle2, and you make it there. The the good graces, the mods at Wrestle Talk will then tell us what you have said, and we will read it out on screen, whatever the amount. So as simple as that, my friend. I know it's a bit of a ball ache, but trust me, you'll get used to it in no time. Exactly. And I mean, it's uh, for those that don't know why this is being done, it's uh, YouTube takes 30% of the cut for Super Chats. So we're just trying to, uh, to obviously make sure that the money you're donating to us is going to uh, us and helping support the channel, which we appreciate more than you guys know. Having the Super Chats and now the Ultra Chats have been an incredibly great part of what we do here, engaging with you guys, talking to you about what you want to talk about, because this is what Wrestling Daily is. It's obviously we cover the news, but... The show is very much, and they're talking points, dictated by what you guys want to talk about. Yes. Uh, so we do really enjoy that and obviously hope that that can continue with the Ultra Chats, which is just obviously significantly better than Super Chats. And in that vein, we've got one here <laughs> from Matty. And there's someone... Uh, listen, we, 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 listen we've, we've gone 47 minutes without talking about Drew McIntyre winning the WWE Championship. We haven't, we haven't really touched on Raw, to be honest. So we probably should for the home stretch. But let's, let's talk, about Drew. talk about let's... Drew for 13 minutes. Well, yeah, let, let's lead into the raw straight of this show with uh, this super chat from, from our good friend, Matty. Uh, the Hot Scott says, I was pleased Drew won the WWE title. You don't say. Uh, surprise, surprise he lost to Randy before and the tag team championship match was really good. Um, listen, it, it's um, I, I don't think it was that bad that he lost the title, to be honest. I, I get that. You know, I, I think um, some fans, and this is like, I'm trying to think of the best way to articulate that. Some things have become conditioned in in the in the brains of fans that they've heard, you know, like smart terms in wrestling or whatever. You know, they'll, they'll go, "Oh, that guy's been buried because he's lost." Like you don't even know what it means when someone loses. You don't know the future plans. 
But what I'm saying in relation to this, some people go, oh, he dropped the title. It makes him look weak. Or like, no, it doesn't. Like, do you remember leading into WrestleMania 15? The Rock dropped the title like three times to Mankind. But him and Austin were still red hot. Like, I will it, say, I will say one thing. You were waiting. I understand. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Go on. Go on. Right? Go on. Go on. Because so we're going to disagree on this. Yeah, well, we, we can. I, I don't see why that him dropping the title to Randy Orton for Orton's 14th reign, for that matter, was any kind of setback at all. If anything, it's brought out more in Drew's character. Drew has looked more fired up, more revitalized, more refocused. It's shown his hunger. It's brought more out of the Drew character in the past month that he hasn't had the title than it had the previous three or four. He is, uh, if anything, he comes in now looking like a stronger champion for my money. And I don't think the title changing hands every now and again devalues it all the people that are involved with it these are world-class athletes and like i know it's not exactly the same but in ufc anyone could knock anyone out and these are top class wrestlers anyone could beat anyone right so there's just ostensibly it's boring in my opinion when someone just holds a title for an extended period of time just because that's getting them over that's not what i want i want to see good stories i want to see um good rivalries and good feuds i want to see surprises and turns that i don't expect and at the end of the day I'm satisfied we are where we are now. Okay. Yes and no. So the part of your no, point yes. that I disagree <laughs> The part of your point I disagree with is I've just listed names, I've written them down here off the top of my head. Kofi Kingston, Finn Balor, Jinder Mahal, Kevin Owens. Is that is why people were worried when Drew lost the title. Because those four guys, listen, Jinder, I'll tell you what, put him down because he was an experiment. Hang on, you, 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 can, you can be worried though. That's fine to worry about it then. We're not talking about that now. We're saying, oh, why did he have to lose it at all? There's because a different, different conversation is what I'm saying. It is, it is. And I do understand that. But I do think that... So this would be my speculation, and this is definitely not a report. Um, I don't <laughs> just think saying. this... Yeah, I'm just going to say that, and I'll probably say it after I say what I've said. But um, I think that's when you've made it, when you have to say, this is not a report. So people don't take it. But um, yeah, I don't think this was always the plan. No, I don't I would either. I'd be very shocked if it was. So that is why I think people are like, why do you take the title view? Just have a little bit of planning. I'm saying not that things can't change, but just plan ahead. Like people are saying, oh, something. I can't remember who said it. Someone said on Twitter. I think it might have been Joe Holbert, but don't quote me on that. I think he said something like, oh, something about mania plans. And he was like, yeah, like they know what's even happening on SmackDown or Raw. Have a little bit of planning of being like, right, this is where we want to go with Seamus and Drew potentially into Drew and AJ. This is where we want to go. These are the plans with Edge. Uh, for me, I think they had the idea of Edge and Randy Orton, nothing in between. And we're like, all right, we'll put the title on Randy. Just have a little bit of planning and think, right, this is what we want to do. do. Like move forward from there. When Drew lost the title, I was worried that he wouldn't get that get, get that again. I thought he would be a Kofi example, a Kevin Owens example. But to his credit, and to, and to WWE's credit, they have turned him into somehow the best. And I can't remember the last time someone was so good after losing a championship. He was determined to win that back and also avenge the guy that beat him for the title. I think he was yeah. as engaging without the title as he was with it. And he was fantastic. I wouldn't have even mind this story being extended a bit and having the chase for Drew. This was, listen, I understand what you're saying in terms of, all right, it doesn't matter in hindsight because he's still got the title. But kind of what, what was the point, really? 
I just told you the whole month where you just said it yourself what the point was. No, no, his, no I, I get his, it. Hang on. His character grew in that month, it, like exponentially in terms of literally chasing down Drew. He had uh, Randy. He had to beat Randy. He didn't, he didn't care about Miz or Fiend or anyone getting involved. It had to be Randy. And then he proved his point and he did it. I agree. But was the, we, we just said this wasn't the plan. This is something that has fallen into their laps. Like a Daniel Bryan example, where I know Road Dog would say it was always the plan. It wasn't what, always what, the plan. Why does, it, why does it matter if it's the plan, if you enjoy it or not? Because it's like saying, okay, what was the point? So what was the reason WWE did this? What, what was the reason they took the title of him on the first place? Really was to book a match between Edge and Randy Orton in six months' time. That, that's why they took the title of Drew. Personally. Is it? I, yeah, I, th- I think so. I think realistically... I- so why why do you think they clearly didn't have plans? Like I mean, they had plans for Randy, but clearly they didn't really need the title. I think that they did this for that, and they thought, all right, Drew's doing some good work. Probably wanted the, the, the raw waiting rating the other week was woeful. They stacked the final hour of Raw tonight. I probably reckon that's one of the reasons they did it as well to boost the final hour. But I, it, it's it's a like, in terms of what was the point, it's more what was WWE's reasoning for wanting to take the title of him? Because it wasn't to show him as a valiant like loser in defeat and then go on to regain it three weeks later, which That's I'm not opposed to. <laughs> I know. Listen, I think they've kind of been calling this feud on the fly since the ambulance match because that was the natural end point where you had all the ghosts of Orton's you know, recent past in the feud and all of that stuff. And it seemed like that would be it. And then they carried it on. And it was like, okay, well, if you're going to carry it on, and I think we said this when we were, when we were talking about it beforehand, you're going to have to have Orton win it at some point because you can't just keep having him lose against mm-hmm. Drew. So I think it's just another chapter in the story. Whether they knew exactly what they were going or not remains to be seen. But, and I think you can testify to this as well, or attest is the right word. Uh, speaking to Drew after he lost the title, and I'd obviously said to him, you had a great reign, you know, you should be proud and all that stuff. And he was like, yeah, well, you know, look, look what's next. He, he was excited about what's next. So he obviously knew. He obviously knew. Um, and where, when this was decided or how it came about, I don't know. But I don't think you can complain about, like, the, the genesis of something rather than the outcome. Like, just, yeah. just we need to focus on what we're watching on TV, really. No, and, you and, are TV, right. and the end result here is a great one. It's Roman and Drew, which from Friday felt massive. On their little uh, exchange there. I thought this wasn't going to happen. I thought this was the backup for Mania in case they can't get Rock. Yeah. I thought, I, th- I thought, that I, was, I, thought... I think, and this, this obviously, this actually hurts my vocal cords to say, but I actually think um, Goldberg is the backup. I think that's the whole reason that they did the little thing the other week. If the Rock can't do it, they'll revisit the Roman Reigns and Goldberg situation. And Rocket yeah. Strapper says, Alex, is that my new name, Lou? I don't hate it. Alex is so right. All right. I mean, so I mean, it. listen, but uh, uh, Alex and I have disagreed on this, but I think, I think one thing we can agree on is fantastic for Drew. We yes. are as to, as he, he is British now. He is no longer Scottish. He is British because he's <laughs> yeah. Um, sorry, Matty, but um, no, he, we, we're both very happy for him. I'm sure like you have, I messaged him privately and said, Congratulations, like incredibly happy for you. And uh, you can tell even from his the stuff he's done on WWE.com, the stuff that he's done since, even on social media, you can tell how proud he is. And he was doing some fantastic work as champion, not only on screen. And I've spoken to people within WWE that have said off screen as well in terms of the media he was doing. Someone I think said to me, he works a Cena schedule in terms of like 
no one did the media that Drew was doing while he was champion in terms of being like, all right, I'll go here, here, and here, and I'll speak to this person, this person, and this person. Obviously, I told you. it's slightly easier. Yeah, I told you. He, he, he like he um he's he's one of the only people that actually you know in the little like layovers they get on the foreign tours he'll get up and say you know where they're like people are sleeping off jet lag and that he gets up and he does his business and he you know look at the guy's body as well man i i want to say this you're his, right body, you're, his, you're body, right his body's amazing look i i'm very comfortable with my sexuality Luke. he's uh he's his body is one of the best in the business i'm so I'm, i've said it it is like immaculate Congratulations. Yeah, you're up there. You're up there. It's uh, a bit, listen, like, fantastic for him. And uh, we're both in, obviously incredibly happy to see him yes. as champion once again. Let me um, parlay this into Super Chats because we've only got a couple of minutes here and we've got a couple from the boys. Uh, Josh Foster. Hey, Josh. He's first up. Sorry, guys. Um, do you know if Raw have any plans with Naomi? I miss her and feel she would fit in well with the Hurt Business. Love the show. Keep it up, Nugget. There you go. There's a fan for you right there, Luke. Not Nugget anymore. Not not Nugget anymore. It'll always be Nugget. Um, no, listen, it's Nugget. I Nugget Nugget. Uh, I um <laughs> I I spoke to Naomi brr, a few months ago now. Um, you know what? We actually follow each other on Twitter, but I tried to DM her after her injury, um, and her DMs aren't open. Oh, that's a bit sucky. But there you go. Uh, I tried to check on her and wish her well. And that's why she's not on TV, my friend. She's um, recovering from an injury that she suffered a couple of months ago. I'd actually have to look it up what the injury was now. Um, but I know that that is why she's not on TV and it's nothing to do with creative. As far as I'm aware, WWE were actually quite intent on pushing her at the time of all of this. Um, you know, that, uh, I can't remember even what the hashtag was now, but she was underappreciated, right? And yeah, no, deserve deserve more. More, more better. Yeah, like, yeah, so I, which I agree with, she's a hell of a talent. So I think that'll be a lovely injection for Raw when she does come back. I really do. Um, and I, again, I think it's purely the injury and nothing more. Uh, and certainly not that I've heard, Lou. No, I think it's like, I think she beat Bailey clean in the build up to SummerSlam. They did that. Oh, um, what is it? Beat the clock challenge. She beat Bailey clean. Um, so yeah, I think that that would have been a nice thing to do for Clash of Champions, and I probably think it would have been if Bailey wasn't here, if um, Naomi wasn't injured. But I think Naomi being part of her business would really work. I really like that idea. Uh, I think she's fantastic. Having that sort of like badass persona could be really cool. I think her business having a woman could be really cool. Does set up the obvious like six on six with retribution with reckoning and Naomi. So I think that'd be cool. But obviously, like as, as we've said throughout anyone that we have discussed injuries for, obviously main thing is health. And we hope that Naomi is doing well. I don't think anything's been reported or speculated, or she's even said publicly uh, what, what her status is and when we can expect her to be back. But obviously we'll keep you posted with anything. Should it emerge? Yeah. Although I won't be able to DM her. So <laughs> there you have it. Uh, another ultra chat to finish off the show from Tyler Woodward. Another top echelon egg. I, I actually thought I saw SB3 call them elite eggs now. So it's like EGE, apparently. Uh, elite grade eggs. Uh, anyway, hot take. Here we go. Uh, the only match worth watching this Sunday is Drew versus Roman. Also, I have a question. I asked the, the going in raw lads this. Do you think pro wrestling will get a grassroots program? As we all know, wrestlers have that dream at a young age. Thanks. Um, I will quickly fire out here. Um... No grassroots program um, because you'd need 
one overarching company, I guess, to to keep all of the uh, you know promotions and be able to. You know, like in football, like a for governing it, body basically. Yeah, you know, like in football, right? You have got like the Premier League, and they kind of get the infrastructure right, and then all the clubs kind of adhere to that, and and that's how and the FA and up, things like that, yeah. right? And from a wrestling perspective, like WWE do whatever they want, uh, AEW can do whatever they want, and and to a degree, they have like a grassroots program in, in terms of developmentals, whether it be um, NXT or you know Florida, Ohio, wherever it's been in the background. Um, but do they do it, you know, if we're talking grassroots like backyard wrestling? I mean, I doubt it. You have to – I think the way has always been for wrestling business is that you have to work a certain degree to get to a certain point, to open some doors, and then you make your ways mm. from there. As far as Sunday goes, uh, nah, man. I mean, I, I could watch Oscar Sasha Banks a million times. Dang, I'm, you know, I'm interested to watch that. <laughs> I think you have this year, no? Yeah, well, and I'm not tired, so there you have it. Uh, Roman, yeah. uh, New, New Day Street Profits for me. Again, that's going to be an exciting matchup, a first-time matchup at that. You know, I think that that's going to have a bundle of energy. It's going to be very entertaining to watch. You've got, of course, Roman and Drew's going to be great. Uh, the only thing I will um, acquiesce to your ultra track on is that I don't really, I'm not invested at this point in the five-on-five matches. Lou? I mean, the men's one will be cool because you've got guys like Seth and Riddle who obviously reported heat, so that'll be cool to see. Keith Lee and Seth playing off what they had last year. If it's Big E, Keith Lee and Big E could be really fun. Um, you've got like interesting little like nuggets to pardon the pun that will ah, make it interesting. Interesting new gaze. <laughs> new gaze, interesting new gaze to uh to make this uh exciting. But um there's one match that I'm really excited for this this uh Saturday. This Sunday. Do you know what it is? No, I'm quite. The silence was quite clearly waiting for you to tell me. It is the Ollie Authority. Oh my god! Against Team Lukewarm, Luke Owen. I'm going to end the stream if you keep promoting this. I told you after but, I didn't get after I didn't get shortlisted, they are banned. That storyline, you're. Oh my god! All of that banned. See, see, see if this works. Look this way. Uh, you, uh, you've got Ollie's chin. Doesn't quite work. No, you need, you, need to fold, you need to fold a little more. That's what you need. I'll, I'll figure that out for next time. But obviously, we, everyone here, Wrestling Daily, we want you to support the Ollie Authority. This is a message no, from Alex no, and myself. No, it isn't. I couldn't care less what happens in this stupid thing. Couldn't care less. You're going to get a message from Ollie tomorrow morning. Like, um, Alex, uh, can we have a chat? Um, you've been terminated and uh, never to return. But yeah. um, no, honestly, uh, we obviously want to see you guys over there on Survivor Jams next uh, this Sunday on the live reactions for Survivor Series, where we will take down Team Lukewarm Luke Owen once and for all and uh, reign supreme. I'm backing Louis, but just by virtue that he's my co-host, I, I actually otherwise do not care. But good luck to you, Louis. I hope it all goes well for you, my friend. Um, anyway, guys, it's been a great stream. You know, here we are. We've been over 200 live viewers at regularly throughout this hour. It's been a lot of fun. You've actually got the ultra chats in. Very pleased that you did, guys. I know it's a bit of a departure from the super chat era, but nonetheless, you've been very good with your hot takes once more. I, um, you know, that we've obviously got through the news. We've had some hot takes, and tomorrow, SP3 
That man will be back. He will be debating. I don't even know what yet, but he'll find a way to debate with me and beat me, it appears. He can't He can't stop. The guy's hot. Uh, and then, of course, Steph will be here on Thursday giving you the real hot takes from the Wednesday Night Wars before Nugay makes another appearance on Friday. So all I have to say, fellas, uh, thank you so much for joining us again. We really appreciate you in the comments, giving you your ultra chats, just being along for the ride with us. We do love our good eggs, don't we, Lou? We do. We do indeed. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, that's all that needs to be said on that one, Riley. I didn't know if you had any expansive words for the big heads, but that's fine. Don't worry about no, it. Anyway, as, long, as, long as, they, as long as they support the only authority, uh, I'm happy. I mean, I don't think you're going to be happy then. Right. Listen, tomorrow, 8 p.m. I will see you then, guys. And thank you so much for joining Alice McCarthy's Wrestling Daily. Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. They've designed must-have travel styles for when you need to jet. The lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit make these shoes some of the most packable styles ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Take the Superlight Tree Runner on your next adventure. Its cushy, lightweight foam midsole supports every step, and the extra outsole traction gives you the grip to just go for it. The eucalyptus fiber upper adds next-level breathability to keep you going all day. Plus, the Superlight Tree Runner is comfortable and ready to go right out of the box. So, what can you do in a Superlight shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And, because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.